When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Trust that you had a great weekend. I hope certainly that you did. I'm Jeff, Director Matthew in the house producing today as well as directing. Tom flying back from his visit to New York. We are good to go. Tonight will be fun. It's uh, one of my, this is the best time of year. Uh, it's a it's a great time of year. We all know what I'm talking about the the holiday and the mood uh, that it elicits. It's a lot of fun uh, for a lot of reasons, but uh, namely that we get to do some good things. Uh, we get to do some good things with great people, uh, people in this community, and then Jeff Cameron Show community, the War Chant community, Tallahassee. You guys have always stepped up, and it's the time of year where it really shows. Um, you know, we have our bowling tournament tonight. District 850 should be a, a blast uh, as we have uh, the opportunity to to bring in toys for those that are less fortunate, as well as gift cards. It's the Jeff Cameron Show Holiday Bowling Tournament we've been doing for uh, well over a decade now. It's tonight at 7 o'clock, and it's to benefit the kids of the Guardian Ad Litem. Um, you know, th- these are kids that have had a tough go, had a tough life, and they're certainly in line to have a very tough Christmas. But thanks to you guys, every year, uh, we're we're able to to try to help out as best we can. You know, it's it certainly uh, perhaps provides um, a moment of joy for some of these kids. So, a couple of things to note here. Uh, first of all, if if you didn't get a team in and you're not bowling with us tonight, it doesn't mean you can't swing on past District 850 today, this afternoon, whenever, right now, if you're listening to me, you can. Just bring an unwrapped, uh, I mean, excuse me, a wrapped toy, uh, something that you get uh, for a boy or a girl or both, and, and drop it on by. Or gift cards. They really have made a push in the last several years for gift cards. And I actually think that's kind of easier for you guys, too, for everybody involved. Uh, because uh, they've got kids of all ages. You know, you got some 16-year-old kids and 17-year-old kids and 15-year-old kids who probably don't want a Barbie doll or a Nerf football. So it's an opportunity to give them a gift card, 
It could be anywhere, whatever you want to do, Best Buy, Target, whatever. Uh, everything is appreciated. I just want you to know that. And you can drop that by as well. We'll be bowling tonight at 7 o'clock. Now, the other aspect of this is that um, there's an opportunity to, uh, I think, later in the week. We're going to do something like we've done on this channel before where we've invited you guys to, to uh, guys in the chat or guys just or people listening. Um, we'll give you a link where you can donate uh, to the folks at the Guardian Adelitem of the Big Ben. And, and all the money directly goes to them. It's directly deposited, 100%. Nothing goes to me or Tom or anybody here at War Chant, no, but no, nobody at 93.3. Nothing goes to, to YouTube or anything like that or Google. No, no, it just goes to the charity. So lots of ways to help out, and this the most festive time of year. It's a really busy time of year these days uh, as well um, because, you know, you, you you're in the midst now as we wind down First of all, it's always fun in the weekend that was to watch that Army-Navy game. Never seems to disappoint. Always puts a smile on my face when I watch it. Invariably, you catch yourself in the fourth quarter of an intense game and you're watching this thing going, again, this is going to happen again in this game. This is going to come down to like the last series or the last play again. But it's just a reminder how awesome that event is, how awesome that game is. And we, uh, we got another classic, an all-timer. And Army wins it on a goal line stand. A lot of fun to watch there. Interesting for the sporting guys and gals amongst us <laughs> who were watching that game, looking at totals and spreads and a safety and weird things. And you're, yeah, hmm, what's going to happen here? So good times, good times. And then, uh, you know, now we move forward and all of our attention is 100% on what's going to happen in recruiting. And, you know, this is, we have all the transfer portal information, Florida State closing in on trying to wrap up what will be an elite class, all right? And the full push was on this weekend. Jeremiah Smith, the number one receiver in the country, the number one recruit in the country, verbally committed to Ohio State, on campus this past weekend, and was here, obviously, because... Florida State got the last visit, and that is a big deal typically if you can make it happen. There have been rumors for weeks now about what was possible. I've addressed some of that. But we know Jeremiah had a great weekend here connecting a lot with players, Edwin Joseph, Keon Coleman, and they tried to utilize, according to Michael Langston at warchant.com, they really tried to utilize the opportunity to have Jeremiah interacting with players, lots of players, and to try to give the player, in this case Jeremiah Smith, a sense of what a day is like for a Florida State football player, what's expected of you, the way it's structured, the interaction with your teammates, all of the things that we've talked about on this show for a very long time that has made this an attractive place for, I think, both transfer portal players, but also now obviously incoming recruits out of the high school ranks. It is a big deal to be able to get them a taste, a feel for what that is, because the number one reason that Florida State continues to be an elite destination right now has been the total flip of the culture, the culture flip, which is what led to, obviously, wins on the field. Now you got to bring in talent, but you got to do it simultaneous to finding the right kinds of guys that help illuminate the culture you're creating or that you want. And it's a hard thing to do. 
You got to find a player. He's got to be a difference maker. Got to find a guy that's going to change the scoreboard, change the game in your favor, while also making sure that they fit in the culture that you've created. You know, there was toxicity here four years ago, and they've moved away from that to the point now where we just make assumptions about where Florida State's at, right? About how guys will act, how guys will work, how guys will dedicate themselves to the plan, and they'll work that plan. And they'll dedicate themselves not only to Mike Norvell and what he's teaching them and what he's espousing, but also dedicate themselves to bettering their opportunities. And all the while, that bonds you with the guy next to you doing the exact same thing. And then, voila, a culture is created. And it sounds easy, but it's not easy. It's never easy. And they've been able to do that. And so getting Jeremiah Smith in here again, and letting him get a feel for that, right? Having him come in in a time where there are there are players around to to talk with him and to let him see that, right? To feel that, to talk about what that's like. You know, I think it's huge that when you have I remember when Mike got the job, we've talked about this a lot. And you never know what's going to be real and what are just platitudes, coaches just saying what they think they have to say. It's not until you get into these camps and you've been a part of several of them where you, where you're, you know, in my case, you're at these practices or you're conducting these interviews and you watch these practices and you see the way the players interact and then you see what the coaches do and if there's a consistency there, all of that stuff. You don't really know how it's going to go. But I remember way back, I'll circle back to this now, when Mike got the job, when he first addressed the press, he basically said, look, uh, you know, within reason, I want all of you guys there. I'm proud of what we're going to build. I'm proud of the way we go about it, and I want it documented. Because if you document it, a couple things happen. My players get their just due. You'll talk about them because they're the ones putting in the hard work. They're the ones committing. They're the ones saying yes and moving forth, taking that leap of faith. And as they succeed, and he believes they certainly will, you guys will be there to write those stories, to tell those stories on the air, and that shines a light on their successes, and I want my players to get the credit. But he's not dumb. He understands, too, that it's a PR boon, that then the coaches look good, and they, too, get illuminated along with their players. But what I've noticed is that along the way, while all of this was happening, that players from outside the program we're beginning to hear about this, see this, and think about joining something like this. And so we just wondered, okay, this is going to work in the portal. Is it going to work with a high school class? Well, Jeremiah Smith would go a long way if you could find a way to flip that kid to come to Tallahassee in further solidifying where Florida State's at, both in the high school ranks, the portal ranks, the culture, all of it. It would just continue to add to what's been an incredible run that has been obviously well-documented, and well-covered. So we'll see. We don't have much longer to wait. We don't have much longer to wait. Uh, next up, people will look at LJ McCray. Of course, is a verbal UF commitment. Um, you know, visiting FSU this weekend, going to visit Auburn as well. I don't think it looks good for Florida when a big-time recruit is out there visiting other places. Um, golly, one thing that stands out, if you guys saw that picture of him and Jared Verse, L.J. McCray is a big man. I mean, he I, Jared Verse is huge. 
And you're sitting there looking at that picture of uh, L.J. McRae, and you're thinking, well, sweet Jesus. I mean, he's got to be every bit 6'6", 6'7". Monster of a man. Wonder what he weighs by the time he's done playing football, just as an aside. Like, you look at that frame and you realize how much bigger that kid can get. He's going to be massive before it's all said and done. Let me give you an overall assessment of kind of both recruiting and the portal. And, you know, Florida State's in a unique position right now. Because one of the things that we're seeing is that Florida State no longer has to jump at every opportunity they see. They no longer have to kind of sit back and say, all right, well, that's a talented plus player. We got to say yes to him. Now they, they actually, not only do they not have to do that, they got to be careful not to do it. Florida State, and I can tell you from talking to people behind the scenes yesterday and on Saturday, really is going to have an opportunity, not the pick of the litter because you're still competing with the best of the best, you know, the Alabamas and obviously the Georgias, and, you know, you're competing with your rivals in state. You're doing all those things. You're still going to have to – Outdueling Auburn, for example. Auburn, who a year ago showed they were desperate, were willing to uh, quote-unquote spend, had some money to throw at the, at the problem, if you will. So there's still some of that out there. But if you, if you look at it, again, I think Florida State can kind of, all right, well, there are defensive ends that have uh, kind of proclaimed uh, their interest uh, publicly and those that have done so privately. And that's the second part that I find interesting is we're starting to hear a lot of that. That, okay, you know what? I don't want to make a lot of noise on social media, but I'm kind of interested in you. Would you be interested in me if I were to enter the portal? And these are, from what I'm told, big-time players. In some cases, these are names you know. Players at an Ohio State or an Oklahoma, or a Michigan, or a Southern Cal, or a Texas, or whatever, right? You're going to sit back, and you've got a lot of guys. The game is shifting. The way the game is being played now has changed. The market is forever changing. I'll tell you this, the market is plummeting for the cost of of a defensive end, if you will, because there are a lot of them out there. There's a a plethora of players to choose from. So guys that think they're going to get $800 to $1 million, or $700,000, man, mm, no. I mean, you might get one program that feels like they have to make a splash, throw a lot of money at a kid in order to secure his services. But Florida State and a lot of the other organizations associated with collectives across the country that have it buttoned up and know what they're doing are not allowing a kid to reset the market. So that market cost for those kinds of players at a certain position are plummeting in some ways. It's kind of sit back and let's see. Let's see what we have. It's not do nothing. It's certainly be aggressive behind the scenes and understand the landscape. But that landscape has opened up tremendously for Florida State because of the success on the field, the reputation of the culture I just described that's been well documented, the wins, the wins. Let's not forget the wins. There's a ton of them. And what they think Florida State's going to be moving forward. K.J. Bolden to get an in-home visit from Mike and then an on-campus visit, which is the last official visit for him. 
That'll give opportunities to guys that are already part of this class, say like Lester, to talk to them and say, hey, let's do this thing. What are we doing here? I get it. You know, that's I, you've got that chance now to maybe make that final splash. So it's a, it's a busy but fun time because you keep hearing about this name and that name, and they're all associated in some way, maybe not always the leader, in some way with Florida State. And Mike and his staff have to be unbelievably busy. Heisman was handed out over the weekend. Jaden Daniels win it. I got no problem with that. Jordan Travis finishes fifth in the voting. Surprising given that he was clearly the most important quarterback to ever play college football. Congrats to Jordan Travis. Can you imagine, though, someday you sit back and realize, man, I was in the top five Heisman voting. That's going to be an amazing feeling. Congrats to him. Uh, obviously, a little sarcasm from me uh, regarding what the committee did. And to speak of which, uh, a story in a moment, I don't think they realize – how ugly this is, the damage that was done, and won't soon be forgotten. Nine months from right now, ain't that far. And that will be an interesting conversation and moment in time, depending on how this is set up. I'll tell you what I'm talking about in a moment. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show rolling on. Monday, good to be with you. Thanks for being with me uh, on Twitter again at Jake Cameron Show tonight. 
Looking forward to bowling. I have uh, forsaken any expectation of a uh, really good night on the lanes. It rarely adds up that way. In fact, I think when I had the lowest expectations to perform uh, well, I ended up uh, with my highest score. So we'll see. I don't know. Just let's crack 140 and be done with it tonight. Make sure some kids get some toys. We all have a good time. I'm not out here trying to pretend I'm going to roll a 230. If it happens, it happens. Oh, you'll hear about it. <laughs> you'll hear about it if it happens. But, uh, but yeah. So did we all just roll our eyes when the announcement was made by College Game Day that they would be heading to Dublin? I, I, I chuckled aloud. Uh, there had been rumors that was something that uh, might happen. And, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, they're noting that, of course, its first college campus ever visited was on November the 13th, 1993. I remember it well when Florida State met number two, Notre Dame and South Bend. That was over three decades ago. And they'll point out to you that they visit 101 cities, 39 states, 81 schools, and uh, it's a you know massive show, et cetera. But now they're taking it on the road. And it will mark the 35th appearance on college game day for Florida State. How about that, everybody? Yeah. Celebrate. First uh, since 2020, Georgia Tech will be making their sixth appearance. And the whole time that I was reading the public relations memo and listening to the talking points, I thought, man, have you have you guys thought this through? I don't. I'm not. Re- that's not gonna go well. Have you gauged the room at all? Yeah, I don't think this is gonna go well. Now, look, I, I don't. I would never advocate for for violence in this situation, but I, I do think that could be like a very long campaign that features an awful lot of uh, needed to be censored chants, like the signs. Can you imagine these signs? How many how many pictures of Herb Street as a clown are we going to see in the backdrop? How many chants of F Herb Street or Reese Davis or whomever? I mean, like, how many? This is just one prolonged F U. Think about the people going to that game. That's going to be a majority Florida State crowd. I. I, I I how if you're seriously now, if you're Herb Street, is that do you bring like most of the time when these events occur, especially when you're going to a place that you don't normally get to go to, you know, if it's a big to do, you're you know, you're not going to James Madison, you're going to Dublin. Nothing against the fine folks uh there at the school, uh, James Madison. But I, I'm saying this is four state fans are gonna travel. And they're going to be festive, and it's going to be a lively bunch. And nine months is not enough time for people to forget about what just took place with the repetitive narrative that was forged over the course of weeks, which led to the ultimate snub that many in this community and the Florida State community still feel the same as they did last Sunday or a week ago Sunday. It's not going away. I mean, the, the the level of vitriol and disdain and outright hatred 
may dissipate to some degree nine months from now. But nobody's going to miss the opportunity when given the opportunity to say F you to college game day and ESPN after what just transpired. And, you know, I think the other part of this that they're miscalculating, and I get sent all of these things, I see some, but I roll my eyes and I flip the channel because I can't do it. But, you know, they've engaged since in sort of this campaign to try to invoke pity. Well, you, you, you don't understand. We feel terrible. We feel terrible what happened. to. It's just awful what happened to Florida State. You don't understand, guys. You think that we conspired against you and convinced the playoff committee who didn't know any better but then listened to us repeatedly state over and over and over again how it is Florida State ought not get in even if they go undefeated. We, we didn't. You know, we have no real say in how they're going to vote. Now, just understand that. I, I, we're not in the room. And also, you know, this is we just we just thought Alabama was better, and you got to understand that uh, the whole system is kind of screwed up the way it's set up. Somebody was bound to get screwed. It just happened to be you guys. And don't you understand? We're so so sorry that that happened. I mean, I, I know I can I can sense your anger, Florida State fans. I. I see it in my emails and in my mentions on Twitter and social media, and we've really here at ESPN felt the blowback from the narrative that many of you guys think that we intentionally crafted in order to keep Florida State out of the college football playoff. But understand this, we didn't sleep at night. We felt terrible about it. Yeah, don't do that. It's insulting. Not only did you screw us, but then you're playing us for stupid. Don't do that. You did what you did. Move along. We get it. Got it. It's an invitational. We were not invited. You needed your SEC to be in place. The money was too great. Couldn't miss out. Got it. Don't patronize. Don't sit here and say, oh, but I felt felt so bad. It's just we're all sick to our stomachs around here. I mean, I can't even go to the break room and get a cup of coffee without saying to one of my cohorts, can you believe it's such a shame what had to happen to Florida State? It's just terrible. I'm not sleeping well. What about you? Mm Mm-hmm. So I would, I'd refrain from like mentioning it if I were them. It wouldn't come up again. Like, let's just pretend it didn't happen because it's all the more insulting every time you sit down at a desk to do an interview and tell everybody, well, I, you know, I love Florida State. I mean, I, you ask anybody, I love the Knowles. To see them left out of this thing, I really never thought it could happen. But you did mention for weeks on end that it should happen. Well, but, you know, I mean, we're just talking here. Uh, we never... I mean, I don't think we uh, just, I, I'm, did I tell you how sick I am about all of this? I am sick to my stomach. And did I mention again, I don't have a vote. No vote. No vote. What they did was solely independent of anything we may have spoken of. No influence whatsoever. Not at all. Uh, I got to imagine that's just going to be a weird deal. I think if I were Kirk, I'd fly in with my fake service dog really late. 
really late to that one. What are the odds they do it in the stadium and don't allow fans? That's you think? 100% what I would do if I were them. It is 100% what I would do. I can't, I, again, it's going to be uncomfortable. Look, hey, listen, all jokes aside, all sarcasm aside, all of it. Look, I, I don't think they really the, – the anger – you're talking about – if we're just talking about the, the dollars and cents of it all, Florida State rumored to have missed out on a couple mil here as opposed to what will happen with the Orange Bowl, but also reputationally and also the, 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 this was a beloved team. This was a version of Florida State that everybody wrapped their arms around and admired because of all that they had overcome and how quickly they had done that. And then they were dealt severe blows late in the season that are very hard to overcome, like having you know your Heisman caliber quarterback get knocked out for the year and then finding ways to win games against an arch rival on the road and then perhaps turning in one of the greatest defensive performance in ACC championship game history and doing all of that because you understood that you had to overcome the elements and aspects of your team that were, you know, that were dealt a blow by those injuries. And they did do that. They did all of the things that you're supposed to do that really illustrate what kind of team you are, how capable you are in the face of that kind of adversity. So this fan base, it's not just that they're Knowles. This fan base loves this team. Loves these guys, loves this staff, and to have and to be spat upon publicly, and then have that influence the way that the committee did their job. Now, first of all, it illustrates and eliminates yet again what a flawed system college football has in determining its postseason. It has always been flawed. In fairness, it has always been a mess. There's never really truly been a proper way to crown a national champion in college football. It's always been dubious. It's one of the aspects of the sport that really pisses me off, and and solving it is very difficult. But for years, one of the reasons that I leaned more heavy into the BCS formula as opposed to a committee like this one was because I wanted to remove people's emotions as much as possible. I wanted to get set on a, a, a you know agree on some parameters as to how we define our terms. So let's input this, 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 and this. And we can vote and argue about that. We can vote and argue and say, well, how much do you want to put strength of schedule, home and away, margin of victory, whatever it is, however you want to influence how the computer spits out those remaining teams. But I didn't want people in a room Committees are never really a good thing. It's always dubious. Well, it'll be fascinating to see what they do, though, because the the, the, the disdain, the frustration, the anger, the angst, the fury over what's occurred will not, will not be something of the past to the degree that people will stand down nine months from now if given an opportunity to chant what would end up being wildly inappropriate slogans Uh, across the TV network ESPN repeatedly over the course of a college game day episode. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season, you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. 
Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron show and it's a good day. It's a really good day, man. This is fun. Love it. Happens uh, in a hurry. It's always a marker for me. It's always a marker of how quickly the years go by because uh, I look forward to this all year. Like we do Christmas. Like we all look forward to these uh, moments when you get an opportunity to have fun with family and friends and and get together. And uh, that's what this bowling tournament ends up being every year. And it does some good. So I'm looking forward to it tonight and uh, looking forward to see what all we can do to help the kids of the guardian ad item. So a number of rumors that are out there um, regarding Florida state over the weekend. I, I, I hesitate with some of this. Usually if there's something with meat on the bone, I'll address it or I'll sort of talk about it in the sense that we might have more information, that something's coming down the pike. But that is not the case right now as it pertains to Florida State's uh, quest to get out of the ACC. Now, it was always a very public assertion, and uh, you know, Florida State has made it abundantly clear they want to get out. So you can, you can rest uh, assured that uh, every day that goes by, if, if there's an avenue that helps expedite that, Florida State is exploring it. They, they've got people doing just that, trying to get the hell out of here, to get out of the ACC. And the latest being, of course, that they would jump to the Big Ten. Well, I said the day after the snub that Florida State could no longer afford to you know, look at an offer such as that. Let's say you had an offer from the SEC or the Big Ten, and then you – kind of wanted to have your cake and eat it too and play one offer off the other to get the most enticing and uh, and best offer, right? I, I didn't feel like Florida State could afford to wait any longer, that the ACC had now been officially relegated to a group of five with what just happened to the Knowles, an undefeated Power Five conference champion with that schedule and that pedigree being left out of the playoff. They just told you. Under no uncertain terms, you are in a league that we don't really consider. We just don't consider. We we don't. It's not our priority. Uh, it, the SEC is our priority, and of course for Fox, it's it's the Big Ten. And you know, and we all do know this, that you got to get out because the disparity of money is such that you will not be competitive long term. We understand that. They already were made aware of it. This might have, I don't know, 
elevated the level of pressure that one feels behind the scenes to make this happen. But wanting it to happen and making it happen, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not it's not something that they can just do or they would have already done it. So you're now, you know, you're viewed in this uh in this other realm uh that isn't gonna suit you, and you gotta get out. So if you have an offer from the Big Ten and you wanted to go to the SEC, uh, you don't have the luxury of trying to play said Big Ten offer um, and use it as leverage to get the SEC offer that you want. You got to take it. You got if they if you have that offer, you got to take it. You got to go. And if you can announce it, you'd announce it as soon as you possibly could. But I have heard on several occasions over the last year that something was imminent, that something was coming down the pike, that something would be announced sooner rather than later for Florida State. But each time that I heard that, weeks would go by, and I'd reach back out to very credible people and say, well, we got crickets, boys. What's going on? So you can understand why I've been hesitant to say that each of these rumors and every time it's something that gets our attention because it's of vital importance, but every time there's a rumor or there's one that is addressed or at least referenced in a story about what Florida State may or may not be doing, yeah, we look at it. We try to hash it out. You try to find out if there's anything credible to it. I don't doubt that there are major players behind the scenes that work with FSU, that work for FSU, that have on numerous occasions thought that that avenue was presenting itself, that it was there, that it was something that they could do. But at the end of the day, it's just never gone through. It's never had, it never actually had legs. So I find ourselves in an interesting position because I, you know, obviously I look into the same things that you're hearing and we, know that a lot of people think that Florida State's doing everything they can to go to the Big Ten. Well, yeah. And I'm sure that's still the case, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It doesn't mean that it's imminent, I guess, is the better way of telling you that. First of all, if Florida State is going anywhere, let's say Florida State was going to go to the Big Ten, let's say Florida State was going to go to the SEC, who right now we wouldn't want to, partner with but again you got to get out of here i said uh, also that you're going to end up running into the arms of the enemies whether it's fox or espn you're going to big football that's where you got to go uh you got to figure out a way because you're just going to fall further and further behind if you stay here so we know that one way or the other that's what we're trying to do but there's no way that that would happen next year like, that schedule, the 2024 schedule is in place. They're going to play that schedule. So the earliest, for anybody that's saying, yeah, well, I'm hearing they're going to do it, and then they're going to announce it, and then they're going to be ready to play Big Ten football next year. No, 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 they're not. Even if they were to announce it and say that that's going to happen and that it's on the horizon, it's about to be, it wouldn't be until at least 2025, maybe 2026. But I will 100% say, I, and I believe this, and they'd have to figure out the money. They'd 100% have to figure out the money, and that's not an easy thing to figure out because we're talking about a lot of money and media rights and all that sort of thing. But if in the Big Ten's already expanding, which we already know, right? Look at all the teams that are joining the Big Ten. So the things you got to look at 
and monitor are that if Florida State's joining the Big Ten, they're not joining the Big Ten alone. They're going to have to bring somebody to the party. Now, I don't know if that would be Clemson. I don't know if that'd be North Carolina. I don't know if that'd be Miami, Virginia. But you're going to be coupled, at least. They're bringing on four, right? And now they would have to, that gets them to, does that get them to 18? Yeah, so they would have to be, that gets them to 18. So then that would, to me, you'd be, you'd be adding two more. That you would have to add, you'd get it to 20 teams is what you would do if they wanted to do that. And then I think that obviously, um, you know, you'd want to partner with somebody. We know that Clemson is the most likely candidate. The two schools view football that way. And I think they'd be looking to to go ahead and you know make that happen all at once. The ACC clearly knows. I mean, let, it's not like they can't know that there are members of their league that feel this is not tenable. I mean, it's been publicly stated. And what did the ACC do? Well, they did what they had to do. Whether you thought it was a good move or not, this is any conference that realizes they're on the verge of being extinct must add teams, and that's what they did. That's why you immediately began to hear about the possibility of very odd, geographically anyhow, uh, partners. Stanford, really? Oh, okay. Makes no sense, but come on down. So you you knew that they recognized, oh, we're in peril. We're, we're on the verge of not existing. And I still think they're in dear trouble, deep trouble. I still think that when this basketball season ends and a champion is crowned, if you're going to get a major shakeup, I think it may end up starting around that time. The ACC could be in very real trouble there. And I'm fine with that. Let it dissolve. I think Florida State and its officials thought that at one time they may have had what they needed in regards to having enough member institutions aligned with them to get the conference to dissolve. But I also think that that ship sailed, and then you saw that they voted to bring in new teams to the conference. Those teams now have a vote. They're never going to vote to do that, right? They're not going So you're going to end up, you're stuck right now. And now we're, it's a wait and see, and nobody likes a wait and see, especially when you're angry. Speaking of angry, if you bothered, and I don't think you did, so I won't spend a lot of time on it because I understand that, hey, bread's buttered right now with recruiting and transfer portal and rumors about quarterbacks and defensive ends and our rivals and everybody else. But this Saturday, I uh, wanted to enjoy the outdoors a little bit. As the weather was shifting, we knew the rain was coming yesterday, so I went over to the hub with my wife, had a cold beer, enjoyed a Philly cheesesteak, kind of walked around, saw people playing with their dogs. I thought, this is great, man. This doesn't suck at all. And I went back inside there, that little area by the farm, by the barn there, and I went in, and I wanted to see, let's go on another beer here. What are we going to watch? You want to watch something? You want to sit outside? Oh, the Knowles are playing basketball. That's right. We're playing USF. Huge favorites to beat USF. I can't wait to watch this. Whoo. 
It's looking a lot like last year, kids. Looking a lot like last year. So I ended up watching this uh, thing get to single digits, 50 to 41, feeling pretty good. And then USF goes on a 24 to 7 run to uh, lead 74 to 48. Keep in mind, that is a USF team that is A, not any good. They've already lost to a CMU team by <laughs> that Florida State beat by 27 points. USF came into the game amongst the worst in the NCAA in three-point shooting. Ah, oh, don't you worry, USF. We got you covered. Uh, that ended up being them knocking down 52% of their threes. 52%. So we have a bit of an effort disparity on display in this game while I'm sitting there sipping on a beer at the hub, and I'm going, really, you're, gonna, you're not going to play hard? You're not... You're lacking in some areas to begin with, but we're just not going to play hard. Okay. So, unless the NCAA is going to grant a waiver to Primo Spears, and I don't know that they're going to. We're still waiting. Who knows when they're going to get around to it. This looks like it's going the way of the last few seasons, which is not good. And Florida State basketball is uh, in position to not matter for the third straight year and a third straight year without postseason play reminds me of the four year run of losing that Steve Robinson did for many of you, maybe before you were born 99 to 2002 and man, that is not easy to stomach and probably won't be. And I worry about my man, ham who is a fantastic human being who's had a great career and a wonderful man, but I got to believe we are on the cusp of change. There's no other way to say it. There's just a lot to dismay about and to uh, despair, I should say, about when it regards to Florida State basketball. It's just not good. They're not good. And I don't know if they quit or not, but when we're questioning effort – you're one step away from questioning whether or not a team is is still trying. That's how close you are. I hate saying it. Michael Alford's, we talked about just a moment ago, you know, are you trying to get out of the conference? You're trying to get out of here? You want to be as strong as you possibly can, right? Football program is. We'll see what the baseball team does this year. I know they're going to be a lot better than they were a year ago. I don't know how good. But basketball is the other one, and basketball is the uh, big two in the two, in the question of two, right? And it's not good, again. And that doesn't put you, it doesn't put your best foot forward when you're trying to get out of the damn conference. You'd like to have everything clicking. And I don't see a way out right now because clearly the loss of Dennis Gates and Charlton Young has really hurt this program. There's no getting around that. They were great coaches, and Leonard deserves credit for hiring him and bringing him in and having those guys do what they did. They certainly aided your ability to bring in NBA caliber type players, and that changes the game. We know what basketball is, right? If you're a CEO coach, which there's nothing wrong with that, you've got to have assistants that are able to bring you players, and obviously you got to have guys, you know, you have a you have a game. You have an X's and O's guy. You have a you have another guy who's a recruiting genius. You have another guy, and, and you reside over all this. It's got to be in place, but it hasn't been since they left. 
And these are mediocre rosters. They're bad in the backcourt. The game performances are poor. The preparation occasionally doesn't look like it's on par with where we were at. Um, You don't see the motivation. You do see uh, a lack of leadership on the court. Just all the telltale signs that you're in dire straits. That's all I'll say about FSU basketball for today, but it's just uh, an ugly deal. Chef Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.